Welcome to Six in the Mix. Yo, when this flock comes to talk, pull a chair and prepare. We have six in the mix. When we speak, it's unique. Varied views, no excuse for the news to be void of some fun and the truth. Word. We are a band of brothers who met and bonded in college. After starting families and branching out across the United States, we are coming back together to strengthen our relationships through the podcast platform. We call ourselves Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Join us on our journey. Welcome to episode 23. Again, we want to encourage you to drop comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page. We actually had our first uh, suggestion, and we're looking forward to uh, putting that in a upcoming episode. Uh, you can reach us, uh, Six in the Mix Podcast, on Facebook or on our Twitter page at Six in the Mix Pod. Uh, we're going to talk a little uh, current event. Uh, we've got a, a really uh, enjoyable thing for trivia today. I'm excited about that. Uh, we've got uh, Calling Your Shot, talking a little bit about some vacations. As always, feel good story of the week. And then we'll close out uh, looking at a Bible passage in Fix Your Eyes. So, uh, Don, I heard you made some money recently. Oh. Tell us about it. Yeah, I made some, I made some coinage over the, over the week. I'm not going to lie. Bitcoin? Uh, pretty, Bitcoin, no, we didn't make money on the Bitcoin. We went, uh, we went. We uh we were going all in on GameStop. I don't know if you guys heard about GameStop over the weekend. Remember that uh, little uh, little uh, video game store that uh, everybody thought was going under, and people were taking their bets that it would uh, it would uh, collapse. You were channeling your inner Robin Hood this weekend. Ah, nice. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Taking from the rich, giving to the poor. <laughs> well, first off, let's 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 begin by acknowledging that that what happened this past week it should be concerning for all Americans. Uh, despite your interest level in the stock market and whether or not you want anything to do with margins, uh, short sells, options, and dividends, what happened this past week affects not only you but your kids, your parents, and the friends you rub shoulders with every day. Well, except for Ryan, who doesn't rub shoulders with anybody because he's a COVID freak. Clear. <laughs> it is quite simply, to be honest with you guys, it's quite simply just a betrayal of the free market. It's a slap in the face to every American with a dollar in their pocket. It goes against all that we believe in when it comes to America and the values we claim to be so proud of when it, when it comes to the ability of, of Joe Blow down the street to make a buck and supply it for his family. So you guys are wondering what happened. Well, a group of uh, people on a social platform called Reddit. You guys might not be familiar with Reddit. They got together and took down the big guys in the largest public, what they call short squeeze in history. The group of people that call themselves Wall Street Bets, that's their channel on Reddit, got together and decided it was time to take on these big hedge funds investors that benefit. They benefit now from making billions with a B of dollars off of small retailers that are drowning thanks to the pandemic we are currently in. Now, Reddit, just so you know, is this, uh, I kind of explained it to you guys this week. Uh, it's like a social platform, kind of like Twitter. But instead of subscribing to people, you subscribe to topics. And if so, for example, if you like the smell of belly button lint, there's a good chance there is a group out there that has a couple hundred subscribers called belly button lint. All right. <laughs> you can go out there. I'm serious. They've got the good and the bad. They've got it all. It's, it's, it's a cesspool. It can be. You subscribe to that channel, you check on it when you want to know the latest and want to talk to your like-minded friends who belong to the same channel, all right? The channels are endless, like I said. So Wall Street Bets, this is a particular channel on Reddit that currently has 7.5 million subscribers and is basically just a channel to go hear about the latest stock tips, post your meme about the current rise and fall of the stock market. Uh, they decided on their own to attempt what you would call a short squeeze on a big, on big hedge fund investors. For whatever reason, we don't, I, I guess I don't know why yet, but for whatever reason, they picked that little brick and mortar store GameStop and got millions of people to invest in the company, essentially making the hedge fund lose billions of dollars because they all tried to short the stock 
and took a bet on its downfall. That's what those hedge fund investors did. The hedge fund investors did that. Yes, not they Reddit. did not Reddit, not the Reddit users, the Wall Street bet users. So, so we all have a basic understanding of the stock market, right? You buy stock at a certain price and hope to sell that same stock for more than what you bought it for, right? That's what we all understand it to be. It's called the long position in the, in the, in the investment world. On the flip side, though, there's something called the short position, and that's a more advanced method or option of investment. And it's not for the faint of heart, I can tell you that. When a short investor enters the market, they are betting on the stock that they have invested in to go down in value, the opposite of a long position, typically what we would probably be using the stock market for. So you ask the question then, how does a short position or shorting a stock then make money? So let's say our good friend and host, Matt, Six in the Mix podcast host says, you know what? I'm going to sign my life away. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go on to healthywage.com, right? I let's like all it. Pre- let's all pretend that Matt is a publicly traded company at this point, okay? And in order for Matt's company to succeed, he needs to lose weight. Now, we've stated before, we would like to invest in Matt's company, being the good friends that we are, of course. But some of us have stated they believe it supports Matt's weight loss. And Ben and I specifically have stated we don't think it can happen. Now, (laughs) HealthyWage.com lists, this is where we go and go into HealthyWage.com. We pull up our HealthyWage.com app on our phone and we're going to buy Matt's stock. Matt's stock is on the market starting at $10. So Ryan, Jeremy, Ethan, and all of Matt's family and friends are going to buy Matt's stock at the opening price of $10. They all believe he will lose weight, feel great, and effectively his stock is going to go up, right? The more it goes up, the more Matt's money it makes and all the dreamers that are buying into Matt's stock will make as well. So they have this common position that we all are familiar with, the long position. Now, enter stage right, and that's Don and Ben, right? We're the bad guys, okay? We're like, we know this whole enterprise that Matt's starting up is a complete sham. (laughs) (laughs) We we are willing to bet big bucks that Matt will not lose weight, but will also consume the entire state of Ohio, okay? In fact... In fact, we've gone so far to go into the chat rooms that Matt's friends and family are known to peruse and talk about Matt's affinity for something called butter donuts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this phenomenon that just has completely changed Matt's life. Nobody wants to talk about it. He doesn't want to tell us, tell a soul about it, but we know about it. And in fact, we claim to have pictures and sales receipts of purchases that Matt has made at local donut establishments. And we've also procured witnesses detailing back room purchases of donuts and vats of butter. Oh, yeah. This dude, he's in it deep, right? So me and Ben, we contact Healthy Wage. They're the, the, they're the broker brokerage firm, basically. We call, we call it, we contact them in the brokerage service where we tell them we want to short sell Matt's stock. Now, remember... Matt's stock price entered the market at $10. And that's what it is currently We're saying, for our example. Now, it's important to note that the short position is the direct opposite of the long position, which all of Matt's dreamers are, are, are all in on. Meaning to enter the market, Ben and I have to do the exact opposite. We have to sell first. All right. Now, you ask yourself, well, how do you sell something you don't own? Well, a healthy wage helps us out. They say, okay, after doing the necessary background checks on our impeccable and outstanding credit of Ben and I's, we are confirmed uh, for a margin account. Basically, it's like a line of credit with Healthy Wage, and they agree to work with us. So what we do, or I'm sorry, what Healthy Wage actually does for us, they go out and borrow Ryan, Jeremy, Ethan stock, which they bought at $10 a share and presented to us which in turn, we sell, all right? We sell it for $10 to others who are interested in Matt's guaranteed weight loss. Now, remember, at some point, though, Ryan, Jeremy, and Ethan are going to want to go and sell those shares 
at some point, right? They yeah, want to cash in. The bank. Right, right. right. So fast forward a month or two later, and Matt's stock is tanking. <laughs> Matt's balloon. He's I mean, this Matt's balloon to over 350 <laughs> pounds, right? Check. The governor of Ohio has put the entire state under emergency. People are not worried about coronavirus. No, they're worried about this donut eating monster that's looking to consume their neighborhood overnight, right? Now, Matt's stock right now is sitting at a measly $5 a share, all right, plummeting day by day. The dreamers, all those people that invested in Matt, completely disappointed, say, we want out, let's cut our losses, we want to sell, 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 right? So now it's time for Ben and I, yeah, we're going to make bank now. Remember, we sold, remember, we sold Ryan, Jeremy, and Ethan's stock at $10. It's now at $5. They want it back. So we buy Matt's stock at $5, give it back to Jeremy, Ryan, and Ethan, and then we pocket the difference of $5. So now we're up basically $15 or $15,000 more likely. We just made bank, right, by Matt's stock going down. In fact, we are so generous and so thankful for Matt. We're grateful. We send you clowns to an all-you-can-eat buffet at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and then me and Ben are flying to Martha's Vineyard to look at beachfront property. <laughs> okay. Now, if Matt had lost weight, all right, started his own weight loss energy drink, stock price soared, went to the moon, it went from $10 to $50, Ben and I would have lost our shorts. All right, because we would have had to buy those stocks at the market value that they're currently at, like $50. We would have had to. So remember, we sold our stocks for $10. And now we have on top of that, we have to we have to buy more stock of that $50, which which could kill us. Right. So shorting a stock is such a big risk because there's no limit of money you could lose. The stock could go up and up and up. In fact, we compound the problem even more by having to buy the stock, inflating the price even more. Now, that's great for Matt and for Matt and all of his dreamers, but it's bad for Ben and I. And the long position, of course, lose the losses, just losing the amount you put in. So what happened was all these Reddit users basically went out there and started buying up all this stock. And just completely, completely devastated and caused billions of dollars to be lost by these big time investors who thought that they could, they knew what was, knew the best thing and thought that GameStop was going to tank. And then on top of it all, which caused people to go through the roof is that the, some of the brokerage companies like Robinhood, who you use an app for to go out and buy stock. My nephew calls me up. Says, hey, I can't buy GameStop or uh, stock. They canceled my 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 sell or my buy. I'm like, what? They canceled your buy? Yeah, he couldn't even go in and buy GameStop GameStop stock because Robinhood decided, no, we don't want you to buy it. You can sell whatever you want, but you can't buy any of this particular stock because it's going through the roof. How crazy is that? Investors of big time corporations had enough power to go to these other brokerages and say, you know what? Stop selling that stock. Just crazy blows my mind and I can't believe it happened and they got away with it. I don't know if it's, if it's going to happen or what's going to happen. Are they going to get away with that though? Right. Are they going to get away? No way that that can, that because it's so large and, and there were, I mean, it was more than just your nephew that couldn't buy. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, there was, I mean, they effectively, they effectively caused, could have caused that stock to crash. I mean, they were, they were doing the same thing and they're talking about doing the same thing with um, AMC theaters. They were talking about them. They wanted to stop selling them, but we all the the Reddit folks were trying to get that one done. So all these retail stocks that people that these retail places that are having a hard time right now, well, yeah, there are a bunch of investors out there, and it's completely legal, mind you, but it's kind of that nasty underbelly of the market that that nobody you know wants to talk about, but it is legal to go in and short sell these these companies, 
But how cool is it that a bunch of nerds on Reddit, I mean, these guys are just day traders. These guys are just are just normal, normal guys who are teachers, uh, pastors. I saw one pastor inter- interviewed on TV saying, you know, he was just like, ah, it was fun to stick it to the to the big guy. You know, it was it's hilarious. But having said that, it's scary at the same time that they were able to cut off everybody from buying stock on a particular uh, company. Now it's it's interesting. Typically, you think of like the stock market as being this conservative, um, you know, uh, make money. It's the the capitalist way, and the liberals are like, we don't want we don't want that. So why you know is this a is this a conservative versus conservative thing? I'm, I'm just trying to put this on the spectrum of of, of kind of who was fighting who, or this is just a, a sheer love of money and, and the big guys dominate and own it. And they really clamp down on this new way that they didn't really foresee happening. Well, it was interesting, Matt, because we had people on both sides of the aisles asking questions and AOC and Ted Cruz. Imagine that, that tandem. Um, now, of course, AOC had to distance herself and say a bunch of stupid things. But at some point during the day when all this was going on, they were on the same page saying, uh, yeah, we need to check into this. Why is this happening? Why is this being allowed to happen? So, I mean, I don't think this is a partisan thing. This is definitely something. And they were even talking about this on on the YouTubes and everything, how, how this could be the thing that unites our country. <laughs> You know, something to unite around there. I mean, people are so desperate for something. This might be it. I love the story of the underdog. I love the fact that the, I love the fact that the hedge funds had to pay out their yangs for once because that. I mean, let's be honest. There's so many hedge funds out there, and they are all billionaires, right? I mean, billionaires, and then something like this comes along, and they lose a game. Oh no! And yeah, it was a big ouch. But I love every minute of the fact that they got taken taken completely to the cleaners oh yeah it's hilarious. now that it's out there i think it's going to be harder and harder to do to see that to see that happen because you know everybody's going to really you know hand their ha- have their hand on the wallets and controls a little bit tighter but anyway still fun i was ticked that i was not able to make some of those purchases <laughs> and i went to three different three different investment accounts all of them shut down and yeah. all big big accounts yeah. which tells me there are so many people that have their their fingers on the strings, and we don't even have a clue. But it's all tied up in Wall in in uh, Wall Street. It is all tied up in the in the big the big guys with all the money. And how much power they have is oh, shocking to me. It's these of- guys with the money that can go on TV, can go on CNN, MSNBC. Um, this happened. This actually happened at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, one of these guys went on, on TV. You can see his interview on, I think it was MSNBC. Uh, you can see his interview. If you, if you Google it up, I think it was, uh, Tucker Carlson played it in one of his, uh, montages, but, um, this guy actually went on, onto the MSNBC and said, uh, when the pandemic is starting, sell everything, the, the, the market's going to crash any stock you have in hotels and everything like that, sell, sell, sell. And they right? bought, bought, bought. And, and, they, and, and while, and while so that ridiculous. was happening, that guy the next day turned in billions worth of dollars. It was unbelievable. And nobody and everybody was like, what just happened? Yeah. Crazy. Just crazy how they can manipulate the market like that. I have three comments. Number one, Tar- Tucker Carlson is the man. Number two, <laughs> instead of Matt and his dreamers, how about Matt and his scholars? Because we believe what we know to be true, and we don't doubt our boy. <laughs> and last year, reach. Shake that bush. <laughs> That's for sure. And last last but not least, how much money did you make this week, Don? <laughs> He's going to Florida. What, I mean, <laughs> Not at liberty. I don't. I don't talk. I don't talk financials on on a podcast. Come on, man. Good control. Good control. Everybody can see the size of his smile. <laughs> There's some guys that made huge. I mean, they put in, you know, thousands. I mean, eighteen fifty, eighteen thousand dollars. I saw people putting money in eighteen thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars. I mean, some of the big guys made, or, or some of the the little guys really that made big money or made millions. 
Yeah. It, it was there was a kid, there was a kid who just came out of high school or maybe it was college, put in all, all of his savings, right? This kid had like nothing. He made 50 grand and bought a house cash. <laughs> I was like, what? That is so awesome. And he's just got this biggest smile. He's like, I just bought a house. Low interest rates, paid cash for it. And he's in the house. That's awesome. Love it. That's Love awesome. It. Wow. Well, I don't know, Don, if you uh, if you queued that up, but uh, yeah, I started, uh, or if you brought that example up, but uh, I'm 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 in for healthy wage, gang. <laughs> I started on January 19th, and uh, I guess now we're about two weeks in, uh, just coming up on two weeks in. So I sent you guys all uh, a lifeline invite. So Don and Ben, how much are you willing to wager that I will not make it, and then I'll be happy to split that uh, <laughs> four ways. With my true lifelines, Ethan, Jeremy, and Ryan. We are the uh, I've got 10 positions. months. Yeah, that's it. Got 10 months. Come, uh, come early November, it's going to be pay up, boy. <laughs> Matt, you're against the hedge funds. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the people. That's it. I'm doing this for the people. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All righty. Well, you guys know what time it is. That's right, it's time for Six in the Mix Trivia. Looking forward to uh, a couple great uh, trivia questions and a song or two. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was getting a little tired there. Are we doing trivia again? It's our day trader over there. Uh, come on. Yeah, you, you heard you know, you what Bernie said. It's, up, his, it's a Bernie's. You heard what Bernie said. It's his favorite uh, favorite section, and I can't I can't argue. Uh, Bernie, I've got I've got an idea. I just you know I'm sitting on a nice pot of money over here. I'm thinking of I'm feeling pretty good. I think I might have a different idea. Can we go a different direction? I I, I want to make sure I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. Matt, uh, are are the other guys okay with going in a different direction for trivia this week? GameStop on. Let's do it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know after the event. Cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait a sec. Wait a sec. Stop the steal. <laughs> What's going on? Is, is, is this getting hijacked? Subversion. Done. <laughs> it's subversion of the highest order. I, I thought Don would be the last guy to play Joe Biden, but... <laughs> Hey, if you can't beat them, join them. That's what I say. You know? uh, <laughs> no, that's great, Don. Take it away. Take trivia away. All right. We're going to play something called the initials game. Uh, I I am not going to claim that I have uh, come up with this game by myself. This is obviously somebody else's work. Copied this over from a sports radio station here in the cities that does this in their morning show. It's a fantastic game. Everybody loves it. I thought, oh, let's give it a try. So what's going to happen is contestants, and the contestants being the uh, five gentlemen here, are going to be given clues to eight items, which can be people, places, or things. Now, the items are represented by initials. Uh, I'm going to give them two initials here in a second. And those items are going to be made up of those initials. Each item has a set of initials. As I said, contestants are given up to six clues for each of them. The first person to ring in with their name is allowed up to five seconds to answer, and they can ring in at any time during the progression of the clues. If they are correct, they get one point. If they are incorrect, the clues continue and other players are allowed to ring in. The winner of the initial of the initials game is whoever gets the most points. If there is a tie, I do have a, another item to act as a tiebreaker. A, a three-clue tiebreaker is used for the tie contestants. The tiebreakers will also have the same initials as the original eight items. Anybody have any questions? Are we ready to do this? I'm Giddy so up. nervous. I'm on the other hey. side of this trivia. I, I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm going to give you the initials. I'm going to give you the initials right now. I want you probably should write these down. You should also be sure to not cheat. I don't want to have any cheaters here. No uh, typing away or mashing away on that keyboard. And yeah, yeah, put your cell phone, turn your cell phones off too. We all have you on Zoom. 
Okay. We are all, uh, my spot checkers and fact checkers have all been placed in our watch. And, and I've got, I've got the sheet of integrity out. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank goodness we can begin Perfect. now. All uh, right. That's what has us worried. <laughs> all right. So the initials are W S. The initials are W S. All right. W S. Clue. Number one, baptized on April 26, 1564. Ryan. Go ahead. William Shakespeare. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great game. I love this game. Lucky. Great. Good job, wow. man. My word. Wow. This should last one episode. <laughs> Blast. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, when, you, when, you said, when you said WS, I, I first thought World Series. That's where my mind went. Oh, well, when see, you gave me the year, I, I had to go to something else. We'll see. Now everybody's going to be uh, asking, uh, thinking, thinking of that too. So be careful what you uh, put oh, out there, okay. Mr. Ryan. Okay. All right. One point for Ryan. The first point of initials game has gone to Ryan. Oh, boy. This is off to a horrendous start. All right, here we go. (laughs) Clue number one was the site of the United States' first presidential inauguration. Clue number two is where the Federal Hall National Memorial resides. I have a question. Number can, three. I ask you, can I ask a question? Is WS the initials for every one of every yes, one of these? Every one yeah. of these, yes. Every yes. single one. Yeah. Clue number three. Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheed starred in the nineteen eighty seven movie directed by Oliver Stone. Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Wall Street. That is correct. Oh, wow. Nice. All right. Are you serious? The, the, what, what was the first clue? The president was first inaugurated there in yeah. Wall Street? Yeah, that was the first inauguration. Wow. Yeah, they were debating. Weren't they debating on whether it was going to the, – the state capital was going to be in New York City or – or Washington DC. I thought they were they were still debating that. Yeah, haven't you watched Hamilton? I mean, we all knew it was either New York or Washington DC. It's it's in the room where it happened, guys. <laughs> That's right. Good call. All right. Here we go. Number 3, item number 3. Clue number 1. Dominant in the United States before the Civil War. Clue number two, committed to overthrowing the United States government. Clue number three, is thought to be a key justification for colonialism. Clue number four. The 1998 movie American History X dramatized two brothers' involvement in this. Ben. Go ahead, Ben. White supremacy. That is correct. Ben. Wow. <clears throat> All right. Coming up clutch. Ben's, wow. Ben's got two points, and Ryan has one. Is that correct? We still have- Every time Ben gets his, though, it's off of a movie. Have you seen every movie played, Ben, or what? I may have heard this game a couple times. I've got an idea of of, uh, of how it's played, Mr. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, item number four. Clue number one. Also referred to as Yule. Clue number two. It happens twice yearly. Ethan. Oh, go ahead, Ethan. Is it winter solstice? 
That is correct. Ah, good job. <laughs> well done. Well played. Oh, I was I was right there. Yeah, I just know. Had to, just had to wait for it not to be a movie. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> good. Hey, uh, the good news is it's been four turns since Ryan got a point, so we're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so what is it what do we, uh, who got who got wall street oh yeah was that who that, got was, wall, ben. that was ben, yeah. ben. ben got wall yeah. okay item what are we up to item number five mm-hmm. all right item number five born on september 25th 1968 ben wow go ahead ben Boy, Will Smith. Oh my goodness! Yes, oh, that was kidding me. Oh, oh, I was sitting on that one. Oh, yeah, was, wow! wow. <laughs> Man, I had so many good clues for that one too. Man, that's what kill. That's what stinks about this is I, I come up with all these great clues. And <laughs> nobody gets to hear them. Nobody gets to hear them. Oh, ben three, Ryan one, E one. All right. Item number six. Born in Madrid, Spain. Clue number two. Led his college team to the Sweet 16 in 1999. Clue number three. Selected sixth overall in the 99 NBA draft. Clue number four was named an NBA All-Star during the 2001-2002 season. Clue number five. In 2006, was traded to the Boston Celtics along with Michael Oluwakandi. Ben. Matt. That's me. That's me. <laughs> we gonna have a review. What did you guys think? What did you guys think? Anybody? Well, I, th- I thought if, I was if, Matt. If you take Matt's rule of giving to the poor man, you go Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to Matt. That's fine. Give it to Matt. All right, Matt. I honestly have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally have no idea. All right, Ben. I, had, I was going to say Wes Johnson, but I just I just thought about that uh, Johnson starts with a J and not an S. So good It's Wally Zerbiak. Oh yeah, that is correct. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, good man. Good grief. All right. Wow. Wally's See, It's okay. We're at uh, item number seven. We've got two more to go. I think Ben is actually You've got a winner. Yeah, I think I actually, like this game. I like this game. <laughs> actually, I think Ben is already win, right? No. Yeah. See, I was. Here's the thing. I was I was hovering over the mute button for Ryan, but I think I just switched names over to Ben. I'm hovering over that mute button. Wow, dominating. All right. Yeah. So Ben's our first winner, right? You guys want to? You guys want to? I know you guys are still practicing. Yes. Let's go three more, three more. Okay. All right. Item number, uh, whatever this is. Clue, clue number one. Accomplished using reverse osmosis. Uh, Jeremy. Brian. Jeremy. Jeremy. Water softener. Oh, right. that is correct. Nice. Wow. Funny how That's we had two awesome. say Jeremy like that, even though it was a dead heat. <laughs> it was no. Go back and listen to the tape. It was uh, Jeremy it was by Jeremy. a good half second. Ethan, what was it? You're the only honest guy here. So what was it? <laughs> I, did, I did hear Jeremy a half second before you. Yep. All right. Way to go. All right. Next item. Here we go. Clue number one. Founded in 1956 and first started out as a hardware store. Clue number two, employs 28,200 people. Clue number three, it has 625 brick and mortar stores in the U.S. Clue number four, acquired pottery barn 
from The Gap. Can I phone my wife? (laughs) (laughs) Clue number five. Known today for its kitchen wares and home furnishings. Ethan. Oh, Ethan. Uh, I believe it's William Sonoma. That is correct. Wow. I had that. (laughs) Come on, domesticated. Where were you? I know. That was my wheelhouse. (laughs) All right, last one. Clue number one. Released in bottles in 1838 to the general public. Jeremy. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> How did you know that? Jeremy coming to life in trivia. Wow. Man, I had so hey. many, so many, uh, so many clues that I did not read off. I'm killing myself here. That, that was a good. Sharp field to, to right center field for Jeremy, followed by a stolen base in second. Did, Matt Court said, not, got you on left field. I'm in right. I got that fly ball. I'm running out to get my. Hey, do you know what? which one I was sitting on? I was sitting on William Shatner. I for sure he was going to. I was like, I got it. William Shatner. And then he said 1968. Like, dude, that dude's way older than Oh, got it. Oh, man. That is a great game. I like it. All right. That was fun. Well, that was done, fun, man. Yeah, great job. All right, Ryan. The quiet one. Take it away. <laughs> we, we believe it's going to be calling your shot, but Ryan seems a bit stunned. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what hit. I feel like I got run over by a Mack truck there. <laughs> wow, I got, I got the first one right, and then crickets ever yeah. since then. So, the Mack truck. Right, good job. Game ben. Good job. Yeah, Ben. And I think, Jeremy, you tallied more than, than I did. And Ethan, you had two as well. So, I guess we'll go back to trivia next week. So, that'll yeah, be good. Move into anything more current than, you know, the 1800s, and Ryan doesn't have a chance. Wash your sire, shush. Oh, wow. All right. Well, in calling your shot this week, we're going to be discussing a timely topic as those of us who are stuck up in the north are really looking at the heart of winter, I believe, in the next week or so. It looks like I looked at the forecast earlier this week, and I think Friday or Saturday's high is going to be negative one with a low of negative 10, something like that. So it's it's miss. It makes me miss my last year's excursion when we took a vacation to Florida, and so it got me thinking. I wonder. I wonder if everybody here, um, if they could pick where they'd like to go right now, where they would choose to go, and uh, maybe it would help us think a little, little optimistically. And maybe I know some of you mentioned before the podcast upcoming plans to travel. Certainly, you're welcome to include that or a better location if you if you so choose. Um, I, I let's just get the ball rolling here, Matt. Uh, you were pretty quiet in this last segment, so why don't you why don't you start us off here with uh, where you? <laughs> wow, a, a under, nice under, dig to start the jab right there to the ribs, <laughs> right? <Ethan. laughs> I, I, I still believe in you this year, man. I do. I it, believe in it you. was my maiden voyage in trivia. You know, I got a little a gun shy, or I just said my name just so I could speak. I think didn't even know the answer. <laughs> Uh, no, good, good uh, question on vacation. We've we've actually gone down a couple uh, kind of winters or spring breaks down that we've got friends that uh, have a home in Cape Coral uh, within walking distance to to a smaller beach and then within driving distance to um, several other beaches. But just kind of getting away. The, the girls love the ocean. Um, it is on the Gulf side, but it's uh, it's just a beautiful place. Very quiet. It was actually the the place. If you guys uh, remember our issue with uh, the mold. Um, in the rental home, uh, we actually kind of escaped down there before we knew what was going on. So it was that 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 house has got a very special place because it was like an oasis from a health side. We 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 actually felt really good there, and it kind of led us to you know, led Casey to kind of discovering what the what the issue was because we went there, we were good, and then we came back and everything started back up. So 
Um, we've, we've been down there another time since and then uh, hope to go maybe next year uh, down there once all the pandemic stuff goes. So it'd be a, a quiet place in Cape Coral. Um, just beautiful. Yeah, you're going to go to a new house. Didn't they knock it down and build a new one? Yep, yep. They're yeah. in the – yeah, I think they might be done with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's so, a nice place. Yeah. Good, Looking forward good pick. to it. Good pick. Okay, Jeremy, what about you? Ideal vacation destination right now. Hands down, Cancun. Uh, loved that place. Went there for uh, my wife and I's 10-year anniversary. We're at 20 years this year. We'd love to go back. Uh, don't know if we're going to be able to make that happen. But uh, we went to this little nice all-inclusive, and it was just us, no kids. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. It was amazing. Just sat, at, sat down at the beach and uh, walked around, did a lot of uh, fun day adventures, and went out to Majerus Island and all kinds of stuff. But I, hands down, Cancun, uh, that, was, that was a great place for us, and we'd go back uh, tomorrow if we could. Okay. There's our first uh, international location. Nice, nice pick. Ben, what do you have? Well, um, so if I was going to go right now, yeah, you're right. It is a little chilly up here. Probably if I was looking for a warm water or warm weather destination, the place we went a couple years ago that I would certainly go back to in a heartbeat, there was so much to see and we still have plenty to explore was uh, we took a trip to Puerto Rico a couple years ago and that was a blast. Um, There's actually some... Um, my, went with my brother and sister-in-law, went with actually all of our family and my parents and, um, they knew some Pillsbury graduates actually that are in Puerto Rico at a church down there. So we went to see them and then saw a lot of sites and it was a great time. If you were going to ask me this question, a little bit warmer time of year, last spring, we were all set to jump in a plane and go to Ireland and it got all canceled because Mm. of the pandemic. So. We still have our fingers crossed at some point in the future here, maybe in another year or so, we can try to get back on that trip. Never been there before, but just was one of the places that especially um, Jill and and I really wanted to go and uh, check out. So we're hoping to do that again at some point, but probably not during January. We probably would do that trip in a little bit warmer time of year. Fair. Okay. Ethan, you're on the clock. Well, I think the, my answer to this question, uh, is different if we're talking with kids or without kids. Um, and so I'm going to give two different options. One with kids. Um, I think with kids, I think the ideal vacation destination for us is probably to go to Montana and see my family. Uh, this summer we, with COVID, my family often gets together in the summers, but with COVID we were debating whether we would go or not. And we did find plane tickets that were incredibly cheap this summer. And we decided to take the risk and go. Uh, and it was one of our, it was one of the best trips we ever had being able to spend, um, the better part of a week with all of my siblings and all of their kids, my boys just, I mean, they were just in heaven playing with cousins from 8am till 8, 9pm every single day. Um, and it was just, it was the first year I think that for all of us siblings and my parents that we were able to kind of have a little bit more hands off because the kids are starting to get old enough that we don't have to be right there with them, um, all the time. And so I would probably do that if we were talking about with the kids. If it's just Michelle and I, um, we love getting away and and going to explore new cities. It's one of the things that we enjoy doing when it's just us. Um, we've explored a, a handful of different cities where we just go for a long weekend or something during our um, marriage and um, explore, sightsee, visit historical settings just enjoy lots of time together talking and laughing and and just soaking in the environment of the city. And so the two that probably are that we would probably pick from right now um, would probably be either Boston, um, which we have not been there together um, or our first choice, but is not really practical right now would be Vancouver um, and uh, which I've been to, but she's never been. And so obviously Canada is not allowing uh, Americans into this country right now. So, We'd probably have to postpone that one uh, realistically, but we would probably love to go do one of those and um, yeah, just enjoy the time to explore the city. Ethan, I'll uh, I'll second Vancouver. I had a chance to go up there for work actually at the end of 2019, so several months before the pandemic hit, and just boy, the beauty of the city. I just drove around one night 
up around the mountains and the the ocean right there. It uh, it is a gorgeous city. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's got it's got the the harbor and the mountains not far away, um, and just lots of culture, lots of things to see and do. So we'd love to. I'd love to get back there. It's been probably 12, 13 years since I was there. Jen and I uh, honeymoon in Vancouver. I forgot that. Yeah, we went to Seattle, then we drove up to Vancouver. That's on that, that that was uh, that was unbelievable. Up by Whistler, you had the the, the ski resort up there too. Oh, the mountains, yeah. just fantastic. It was outstanding. Yeah, in an ideal world, I mean, we're we live in North Carolina, so it's it's you know our temperature in the winter is not anything compared to you guys. So we wouldn't actually mind going up there during the winter and skiing and doing some stuff like that. But maybe next year. Nice. Yeah, Vancouver's one I I didn't think about, but like Ben said earlier, maybe. When it's a warmer time of year, that would be a nice, nice place to go. So, yeah, thanks, thanks for reminding me of that beautiful city. All right, Don, how about you? Well, Ethan said something interesting there. He said, "With kids or without kids, I'm a little different. It's with the wife or without the wife." Lord, hang on, we have a guest, a guest calling into the show right now. I believe her, her initials are JG calling in. So, so last couple episodes, Don had kind of toned it down, but it looks like he's back to his crazy ways, back to the bunker with that. Don, you got to throw some names out there too. This, uh, this one's out, so reminder. Um, so yeah, so so Jen's not the one to uh, go to a warm climate. Um, she's a redhead, so uh, you know anything hot and sunny, she's going to be having a hard time with, just because she's so fair skinned and and it's tough for her. You know, uh, I remember we went to Hawaii before we had kids. Uh, we had a blast, mind you, but I have a picture of her. She is wrapped up like an Eskimo on the on the beach, and of course, we did go to the beach until like four four o'clock in the afternoon when the when the sun wasn't as hot. <laughs> but it was funny though. But no, I think if Jed's coming along, yeah, I, for for whatever reason, we have a blast in Branson. We have such a blast in Branson. It's a place where we can kick back. We can relax. We have a nice place picked out on a golf course, quiet. Have the Ozarks at our at our at our doorstep and then we have shows and things like that too and these shows are you know edifying i'm telling you i mean they've got good christian shows down there that'll make you feel you know feel feel good so um it's a great it's a great time we just really love it we've been there a couple times we'd go back in a heartbeat and the kids would come along and yeah we love it um if i'm not going without the with jen um uh the i actually one of the things that I'm doing with my two girls is I'm taking them on a trip wherever they want to go, just me and them. And uh, the trip that I'm going on with Elena for her senior year, her senior trip type of thing, is that uh, we're going to Florida for spring training to see the Twins play, play some baseball. Might stop at Bush Gardens, play, ride some roller coasters. And uh, I'm also I'm also thinking about, um, have you guys heard of a Trudor? True doors. It's this app where you can get, uh, you can, it's like a VRBO for cars and you can rent all these different types of cars. You can rent Teslas, Jeeps, you know, all these different cars. And I, I'm just, I'm trying to think of a car that I could get. I don't know. Lena loves cars too, for whatever reason. I don't get this kid. I don't know who she is, but she loves baseball cars. And, and so she wants, you know, she said, you know, I, she'd love a Tesla. She'd think that would be the coolest thing ever or a Jeep. She wants to get a Jeep. Um, she also she wants also says she wants a Corvette too, but I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, but I think it'd be so cool to roll up with a Tesla or a, or a nice uh, open air Jeep. Help her so. out with some investing. Bingo! Good. Robin Hood. Yeah, I might have to dip into that Robin Hood account. So that's my two. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a, a, a Florida trip here yeah, down in Fort Myers, and also. My uh, my sister and brother in law moved down to Fort uh, Fort Myers, so so they retired down there. So now we have no excuse not to go down. So my sister Amy is a, a loyal listener, so uh, give her a shout out. Is she your favorite sister, though? Um, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yes, 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 she, she is. is. Yes, yeah, happy. boy, I, I screwed that up royally, didn't I? Okay. I'm done. Robin Hood. That's yeah. A, yeah. I'm gonna be. <laughs> wow, good. Thanks. Thanks, Don. That was, uh, so I, I put Branson down for you. And then you also mentioned 
I guess, Fort Myers. Would that be your, your alternative there? Okay. Well, this is good. This is good. In fact, in line with what I was going to say. So I will say if it were a different time of year and COVID weren't around, I think it would be cool to visit Iceland. I think that would be a great trip if we could just fly somewhere and as a family see some really cool sites. I think Iceland would be one of our favorites. Um, and then I would also say right now, because of COVID, I'm not as excited to fly. Otherwise, I would say right now, since it's cold, I would go to St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands and uh, check that place out. That would be one our family would really like. But because it is COVID and we're very careful with what we do, you know, we're just we're just cautious folks these days. I think what we do is we'd hop in the car, drive all the way down to Florida. I was going to say Fort Myers because we went there last year, had a great time. I think I was one day short. I should have made it one day longer. Uh, there, were, there were just so many cool things to do. We didn't even get to see the twins at spring training. But I think I would pull up short since I'm driving and I would just stay at Pensacola this time. Hit my old stomping grounds, enjoy the beautiful white sand of Pensacola, and we would just get some good beach time. The girls love the beach, and this would give us some sunshine, some vitamin D to uh, kill off the COVID. I think that would be a great way, great way to spend a vacation right now, if we could. So nobody's chiming in. I thought I thought after all that commentary, somebody was going to make a crack about COVID and traveling, but no. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm shocked you're going somewhere or would you go somewhere? You know, Ryan, Ryan, driving down to Florida in in VR doesn't count as a vacation. (laughs) Oh, I I can't do it in VR. Oh, man. No, you can't do it in VR. Bummer. Well, if I can't do that, like I said, we'll just very cautious where we stop, fuel up. Hey, Don, do you think I could get one of those those Teslas to drive from Minnesota, Florida? (laughs) Could I do that? Yeah. Put you back a, a couple grand. Okay. All right. Well, I was not part of the Robin Hood festivities, so I think I'll, <laughs> I'll pass on that. All right. Well, good. Good. So hopefully we gave some listeners some ideas about uh, some nice vacation destinations and why why those appeal to us. And I appreciated hearing some of those from you guys, too. Reminded me of some places I do want to see. So, all right. Uh, let's move on to our next segment, which is Ben bringing some sunshine into our lives. Thanks, Ryan. Well, feel good story this week. I would uh, classify this one probably under the category of inspirational. At least it was for me. So there's a a teacher named Kelly Klein. She's actually just from the north side of the Twin Cities area here in Minnesota. She's an elementary teacher at Falcon Heights. And um, unfortunately, she uh, was diagnosed with cancer recently. But um, the cool part of this story, or one of the cool parts of this story, is that she is still teaching kindergarten even while she's undergoing her cancer treatment in the hospital. With this year being so many schools uh, doing distance learning and other things like that, she's been able to teach her class uh, right from the hospital, and uh, w- which is a pretty inspiring thing. She she says she loved the loves the kids. She says, teaching five-year-olds, I always say it's like going to Disney World. Everything's exciting. They're so excited about everything, and it just gets me excited. Um, she says, when you're, uh, w- when you're going through chemo, there's a lot of sick, sick people around, uh, so it can be kind of a downer kind of a place. But for her, those five-year-olds during that time is a little slice of normalcy in, in such an abnormal time. And then the, the last thing she said, which I thought was pretty cool, she said, for me, the most important thing are the three Fs. She says, family, five-year-olds, and friends. And uh, she just thinks it's crucial to spend time with those that lift you up, that are positive, and uh, making the most of the time that she has because uh, she doesn't want to take anything for granted. So uh, pretty cool story. Uh, teachers are incredible people, especially, you know, we've seen so many great stories of teachers over the last year working through very unusual circumstances. And and this teacher um, from Falcon Heights is certainly no less not only going through the pandemic and everything else, but undergoing some health treatment and uh, still able to help uh, mold the future generations. So kind of a cool story this week. Yeah. What a, what a great reminder of the power of perspective, right? So seems like she's got a very positive one. So that's great. All right. We're going to move into Fix Your Eyes. And over the next couple episodes, we're just going to take a look at passages that talk about how to live the Christ-honoring life. So 
whether it's you, you call them passages on sanctification, um, passages on how to live an honoring life. Uh, just kind of want to interact with those and just get some thoughts from the guys uh, on this. And who better to start off with than uh, Jesus? And so we're going to John 15, verses 1 through 11, and I'll go ahead and read that, and then uh, we'll interact with one question and uh, close out the episode this way. So John 15, 1 through 11 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So just want to pose this question to the group. What does it mean to abide in Jesus? Jesus calls us a couple times, right? He kind of repeats himself in that passage. So uh, guys, what, what, what does it mean to abide in Jesus? Well, I'll jump in. I, you know, when I read this passage earlier, I, I couldn't help but count the number of times that the word abide was used. And I counted them again. I've got 10 uh, that came out uh, in your reading, Matt. And typically we, you know, we, we put things, uh, words to that, that are in our language to stay or to remain. And those have some obvious, you know, uh, obvious definitions to us and, and meanings to us. And I think that is, that those are good. But when I look at the word abide, I, I couldn't help but looking a little bit deeper into what the etymology of that word actually means. And it helps me to understand why I need to remain or to stay. And the, the definition that, that I like the most, it just speaks to me the most, is the this idea. It's, it's the idea of, in a negative way, in a negative sense, to not depart from or to continue to be present in. In. And and so, you know, we can abide, we can be present in a situation and just checked out. I, I find sometimes in my spiritual life, I battle that. And, you know, when we're talking about our sanctification, to continue to be present in is means I have to have an active role. There's got to be there's got to be components and wheels turning there. So for me, the word abide can't just mean to be there. It's it's not just it's not just a, a physical presence or something like that. I have to be active. I got to be moving, and I cannot depart from those activities. So for that for that definition, and and in this context, I know there's a lot to unpack here, but just in brevity here, those are the things that really jump out to me. Yeah, that's great, Jeremy. Thanks for sharing. What does it mean to abide in Jesus? Well, and building on what Jeremy said, I like what he said there about uh, abiding. Not only is it, you know, abiding with somebody being, you know, involved or not being checked out. Um, you also have to, when you're abiding with um, your loved ones, when you're abiding with your wife, think of it, when I think of that, I'm thinking I'm not checked out. I'm not on my own. I'm not interested in doing my own thing. I'm interested in the needs of her. And when I'm abiding with Christ, I'm interested in what God has provided and what God commands of me. Um, in verse 10, he says it right there. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. And later on in that passage, it says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way that I have loved you. I mean, I think 
if we are to abide uh, the first commandment, we've got to make sure we are abiding in and cognizant of and in tune with is is the love we have for each other and and how we how we demonstrate that. That's great. Thanks, Don. What does it mean to abide in Jesus? I think those are I think those are really good, Don and Jeremy. I like the way you guys have put that. The only, the thing that I would add, I think, to what you guys are saying is just the the imagery of the vine and and Jesus being the vine. Um, the imagery here, I think, strikes me as really intentional culturally. You know, Jews would have very much understood the idea of uh, a husbandman tending a vine and actually grafting new you know vines and branches onto. Uh, onto it, and we see that imagery elsewhere in Scripture as well. But this this idea of abiding in Christ, um, I think, in the context of seeing it in the vine, I think it reminds me of the reality that when we are abiding in Him, we're getting our sustenance from Him. We're getting the strength. We're getting the 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 life. Uh, we're depending on Him for life and meaning and purpose. Not, I think, I don't remember which one of you said not doing our own thing. I think maybe Don said not doing our own thing. It's really easy, I think, it's really easy for us to think about it as, well, yeah, I'm, I put my faith and trust in Jesus and he offers me forgiveness and salvation and that's great. And then I'm just going to live my life um, and I'm going to do it in my own strength. Um, I'm going to do it in my own power or I have to do it in my own power. And I have to remind myself often, I think Paul says it well in Colossians 3 or Colossians 2, maybe he says, um, he calls out the Colossians and he just says, hey, in the same way that you first came to follow Jesus, continue to follow him. Uh, It's just the idea of we're saved by faith in Jesus' finished work on the cross. And ultimately, we grow and are sanctified as we continue to abide in him by faith, in his promises to grow us, in his promises to be with us, in his promises to give us the ability to conquer and kill sin in our lives, and so on and so forth. And so I think as we abide in him, we're reminding ourselves of what he's done, the truth of the gospel and what he says about us. And, and that brings forth fruit. The more, we, the, more I'm, the more I find myself remembering and reminding and dwelling on the truth of the gospel, the more that it brings forth fruit in my life, the more it brings forth heart change. Um, and so that would be the one thing I'd add to what you guys said really eloquently already. Yeah, that's good. Other thoughts? And I think even taking on that, Ethan, you know, right away in the first verse, it talks about Jesus, you know, calls himself the vine. And then he says his father is the is the gardener, you know. And so it just it talks a little bit to that Trinity, which, you know, something that's compli- can be very complicated to understand. And I certainly don't understand it, but uh, to, to a full extent, obviously. But, you know, we, we have Jesus kind of and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit, too. They're, they're right there with us as we live this Christian life, right? And then we've got God the Father who just is over everything. And he's made, you know, the, the brand, I mean, just, you know, kind of trying to wrap my head around that aspect of it, that we have, you know, Jesus paid the price for us. The Holy Spirit lives with us now. And God, God, the Father's part of the relationship. And and you talked about getting the, the nourishment and the strength. I mean, we have, in some ways, we have three people all on our team, you know, cheering for us and giving us the strength and the resources we need when we do abide and, and try to, you know, do our best to keep those healthy habits of spending time in scripture and prayer and those things that just it helps us tap into that unlimited resource that we have access to of not only Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but God the Father and just all together in the Trinity having our back and really helping us along as we go through life. You know, that, that's, that, that was one thing that kind of jumps out at me even right away there in the first verse. Yeah, I think that's good, Ben, especially if you look at the back half of chapter 14. Jesus actually is talking and teaching the disciples about the Holy Spirit and the, the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to convict them of sin. He's going to empower them to live. It, it's, it, it flows straight into this passage that we abide in him and we gain strength. I think that's great. I'll just add a couple of thoughts here on top of what you all have nicely put so far. So one is 
connecting some of this to another thought in scripture. I think there's a connection here. I haven't, I haven't done a great study into it or not, but what's nice about abiding in Christ is that there's this other idea in scripture of rest. And what does that mean? Well, when you're saved, Christ has already done the work for you so that you can be saved. Secondarily to that is he's working through you and you see that work going on even in this passage and he, he's the vine, right? He, you're, the fruit is coming through your life, Lord willing, but he's the one allowing all this to happen. It's, it's the work of his spirit in your life. And so salvation is, a, again, it's not a works-based issue for us. So I think when we're abiding, there's a sense of rest as well. It's a complement to it. And then kind of in a, in, in a somewhat humorous way to look at it, I don't know if you all have seen those T-shirts that are out there. I, I've seen them from time to time. The dude abides or this dude does not abide. And so when I see that, and it could be referencing some hobby or activity or whatever, I think, okay, that person has absolutely nothing to do with that activity, right? If he does not abide, nothing to do with it. However, you flip that, and if the dude does abide, he has everything to do with that activity. So if I make the parallel here to that, you know, silly, silly analogy, we have everything to do with Christ if we're truly abiding in him. So he, he is our focus. He, he is our lifeline in a sense. He's the one that's going to be producing the fruit out of our lives. And so it's, it's, a, it's a whole enchilada. And that's where our focus should be uh, when, when I see the word abide. Yeah, some great thoughts, guys. I just uh, a couple things in closing. In verse three, he says, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. And couple episodes before we talked about our save, our salvation testimonies right justification and you know the scripture is pretty clear like it's it's not just you know salvation and then sanctification and glorification it's it's the whole process together god's saving work in us it's almost like in different phases but it's 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 linked together and i think jesus is doing that you're clean because of the word i have spoken to you and then jump down to verse 7 if if you abide in me and my words abide in you uh and then jump down to 9 if you keep, or pardon me, verse 10, um, if you keep my commandments, kind of going back to what Don was saying, um, and say, you know, if you keep those, you'll abide in my love. And uh, I was just thinking this week about the this passage, uh, along with a resource I'll share with you shortly, uh, just encouraged me. One of the key aspects to live a Christ-honoring life is we, we, we must be in the Word of God, right? You know, Peter, I think, said it very eloquently, like, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, right? So with all the, with all the, the sources of information that we have at our fingertips, what is, what is the most important one, the one that truly is going to remind us to abide? You know, it's not the stock market information, as fun as that is, right? It's not the political candidate that wins, that, that carries the day. It's not our sports team's information or uh, work or, or those types of things. It's, it, it's, it's the word of God abiding in us. And I think that's a critical aspect too. So uh, just encouragement to, to all of us and to any, anybody who's listening to really, really engage with the word of God in your life. Um, because that's how you get to know what he's saying to you. And a resource that's been very meaningful to me on this is a message by John Piper. Uh, he preached it back in 2009. I was actually going to his church at the time. And the title of the message is, If My Words Abide in You. And it's taken from this passage. And I just encourage you to go to Desiring God. Uh, just just type those words in, If My Words Abide in You, and listen to that message from uh, January of 2009. You will be blessed. So again, just encourage everybody to abide uh, in in Jesus. Uh, what a sweet place. So that's a wrap on episode 23 on this, the 31st day of January, year of our Lord, 2021. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.